Welcome to Success Superstars, episode number 204. It's your place for the blueprint of success for peak performers just like you. And my special guest and good friend, Philip Hendricks from Coldwell Banker, Mexico. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for having me. And uh, it's a pleasure talking to all of your audience yeah. and being here with you. Yeah, well, I'm glad uh, we're here together and such a great friendship we've had over the years. Uh, grateful for you. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and real estate in Mexico. Well, I was born and raised here in Mexico. I went to school in the United States to Delaware Valley College in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. I've been asked many times, how did you get to Doylestown, Pennsylvania? And uh, the reality is out of luck. Mm. Uh, but it worked really well. I have a bachelor's degree in agricultural engineering. And prior to being involved in real estate, I used to represent the state of Texas, Mexico office hmm. in Mexico. So I have deep connections to the state of Texas, a great love for the state of Texas and love the state of Texas, basically. Well, in Texas and Mexico have such a rich history together well, uh, and I we think are the tied. largest trading partner, we I think 90 billion. We are tied at the hip, really. What's that? We are tied at, we are tied at the hip. Tied at the hip, yeah. There, there's a huge Mexican population in the United States mm -hmm. growing. And I, I think it's one of the places where that interaction has worked best. Because you see how the Hispanic population that's in Texas has grown mm -hmm. in all aspects of life home ownership, economically, in political positions, in a bunch of things. And then if you look at, uh, at us trade-wise, if Texas were a country by itself, it would be the largest trading partner for yeah. Mexico. Isn't that amazing? Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, back back at, at, in the early 2000s, when I used to represent uh, the, the state of Texas, Mexico office, about 58% of the trade between the United States and Mexico was from Texas. Wow, that's pretty significant. Yes, yes. Well, so we have this rich history together, but what's it like? What is it different? Is real estate in Mexico different than in the United States? Are, are people wanting to be homeowners? Do they like the stability of building neighborhoods? Is are all those things well, similar? I've always said that the real estate gods came together and decided that the United States was going to be the perfect place to develop the real estate profession and the real estate industry. You have so many advantages that maybe you take for granted that are not part of the international real estate scene. For instance, licensing. Mm. That's great. That establishes barriers of entry and barriers to change between brokerages. That's huge. Then you have the MLS. The MLS is, I think, the greatest asset that the industry can have because you have real information. If you told me today how many homes were sold in 2021 in Mexico, I don't think there is one person in the whole country that could give you an exact number. And in the States, you might have, yes, we sold 6,352,000 and mm -hmm. the average price was 275,000. 
And of those 6 million homes that were sold, 98% were financed. In Mexico, we don't have that. So that makes a huge difference mm. to the size of the market, to the number of transactions, and to the ease that those transactions can occur. Now, do your real estate professionals, I think they fall into two categories, some that work in the resort communities where uh, folks come in to buy maybe vacation homes, but then the traditional real estate uh, agents that, that work the uh, non-vacation markets. Are, are those two different types of agents and two different types of businesses? I'm going to give you a little bit more. We have really three types of mm. agents in Mexico. And I'm going to start by the commercial agents. Okay. Although there is no, no licensing, the commercial market was forced to become professional due to the tenants. Because you see all this international companies, Coca-Cola, Fort Motor Company, UPS, FedEx, Amazon, all of those require a high level of expertise and a high level of professional uh, service. So the market created the standard mm. for commercial real estate. Then we have, like you very well mentioned, a very important part of our business is uh, the resort markets. We have thrived historically in those markets. That's really the bread and butter of Coldwell Banker in Mexico. We have excellent brokers and agents in those markets. And also the market, the buyer has changed how business is done. A lot of the practices that, that are usual in the States have become usual in Mexico because a large percentage of the buyers are American. Mm. And then you have the local markets where unfortunately the, the, the non-professional standards have created a lot of issues. So there is different tiers of how professional an, an agent can be, of the barriers that there can be to entry and exit. For instance, a commercial company will establish high standards for the people they want to hire. And so will a, a, a company that uh, specializes in the resort markets. Right. So so creating your own standards and own barriers have been a secret to your success. Yes, sir. Yeah, that has been a very important part. Have you find that, that there are commonalities of success, no matter what market you're in, uh, personal drive, being resourceful, uh, building rapport with your clients. Are, are those things all common no matter where where, where we do that? I, I think those are universal qualities. I think those are universal qualities, not only for real estate, but for any sales profession. Mm -hmm. You have to have, you have to be able to create long-term relationships with your clients. You have to have endurance in the industry. It is very hard to create a business overnight. It usually takes time. And, and that endurance is key. You will see maybe some agents that come into the business and are successful the first year, but the majority of people that are successful long-term in the business is because they remain long-term in the business. And you have to be very persistent. It's, it's sales. It's right. sales any way you want to see it. Sometimes we like to think as real estate being different. I think it is the king of sales, but it's still sales. And when I say the king of sales, 
It's because to get compensated, we have to do always two transactions. First, you have to gain the trust of the buyer, of the seller, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and, and establish your credentials, get your listing. That's a first very important sale, but you don't get compensated until you do the second sale. So that's why I've always said that real estate sales are the kings of sales. Right, because there's always two sales. There's now, always two sales. If you were to sell insurance, you don't have to create the the insurance package. Mm-hmm. You just make the insurance sale. Right. Here you have to create your own product you can sell. Oh. Now, obviously, throughout your career in, in real estate and others, you've had ups and downs and good times and bad times and challenges. What's kept you in the game? A hard head, I really think. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I have this this idea that I cannot give up. I will never give up. I will keep on fighting. I will keep on trying. I will try new things. I will bring things out of the blue that I've seen in other industries work and bring them into the real estate industry. I will always try to be innovating. I would, uh, and of course, we have the realization that our clients are the most important thing. And if they have established trust in us, I think the very least that we can do is uh, make that trust worth. Yeah, for sure. Have you always been resourceful like that? Was that just part of how you were raised and grew up or did you develop that through hard knocks and going to college? I, I think and- I, I, I had a level of resources, resourceful, resourcefulness. But when I started Cola Banker back in 2000, I didn't have an idea about real estate. But I knew I wanted to make an imprint in this industry. Mm-hmm. So I tried everything. And uh, and I once heard that there is no problem that can be alive in an industry that cannot be resolved with massive execution. Massive execution will always resolve everything. Right. I had a great teacher in the real estate uh, business who told me any problem in real estate can be fixed with massive prospect. If you prospect, I don't care how bad you are the first few times. You will be improving every time, every time, every time, until maybe at 500, you will become a master of it. Right. So, that, so that's what, what I always, what, what I have always done. Now You try and you try and you try and you try, you try new things, you adjust, you change, but you have to keep on trying. The day you stop trying, that's the day that, the game finishes. Yeah. Now, as you said, you tried a lot of things. I'm assuming not all of them worked. Did, did some work have and some worked. didn't? Many have not worked, but I have not been discouraged by those that have not worked. I, I've always believed that there are, there, there are great lessons to be learned from success stories. Mm. But there are greater lessons sometimes learned from failures. Yeah. Well, so for our folks in the United States listening who have clients that are looking to potentially maybe invest 
in a resort community in Mexico. How would they go about connecting uh, with your amazing group of agents and, and trading those referrals or exploring the uh, resort communities in Mexico? How would that well, happen? We're always open to referrals. We love referrals. Mm. Uh, an important part of our business uh, in the resort markets comes from referrals. They can find us in our website, coldwellbanker.com.mx. Mm -hmm. And uh, in, in social media, we, we're, uh, we're listed as Coldwell Banker Mexico. So we can be found pretty easily. Yeah. And our offices are amazing and our agents are amazing as well. Are, are there some unique things uh, for those in the United States buying in Mexico that they need to know about? Or? Well, there are certain provisions of law. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the most important I would, would, uh, would highlight would be you have to find a true professional. Mm. You have to find somebody that's reputable, somebody that will guide you through the process, and somebody that will let you know that the process is not the same as it is in the United States. For instance, an important difference that we have is that escrow companies are not regulated in Mexico like they are in the United States. Mm -hmm. the, the, the closing process is through a notary public, not through a title company. And, and, and that you have to keep your eyes open and find the best available professional there is out there. Yeah, Isn't that, Philip, universal? I mean, when you think about that, whether we're in Mexico or the United States or anywhere around the world, finding that professional that you can trust and will guide you through the process is universal. It, it's good business sense. Yeah. Is if you're sick, you're going to look for the best available doctor to take care of you. Right. If you have a legal problem, you're going to find the best attorney out there for you. And real estate has to be the same thing. Yeah. I've always said, for 99% of all of us mortal people purchasing our home is our most important investment in our lifetime. Find a good outline. Yeah. Find somebody that will be able to guide you through the process and find somebody that will be able to take you home. Well, and I know you work with, with many of them and so do I. And so I'm so blessed uh, that you took the time to join us today on this episode uh, and grateful for you. And thanks for sharing with our audience today. Well, thank you, Mark. You know, uh, I hold a, uh, a good place for our friendship in my heart. Yeah. I value it tremendously. I'm very grateful for this opportunity and would like to wish your audience uh, the best for the upcoming year. And I think that if we have learned something during the last 20 months, it is that health is the golden trophy. Yeah, for sure. Health and, and relationships uh, like we've developed and connection. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, my friend. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Success Superstars. Until then, may your choices reflect your hopes and not your fears.